What is up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Ever Adaptive Podcast. I'm Sarah Budzen here with my beautiful co-host, Becky Flowers, and we have a familiar face probably in the bodybuilding industry, Miss Marissa Andrews. She's a very dear friend of mine, and she very soon is going to be a two-time Olympian. So welcome, and thank you so much for coming on. We're so excited to have you. Oh my God, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> We are so excited. You want to kick us off? Yeah. Um, Well, I know Sarah knows you and you guys are good friends, but I am not as familiar with, I don't know you personally. So I would love to know like life background, like who are you? Who is Marissa Andrews? Like your elevator spiel. Elevator spiel. My face is already like, my face is already hurting from smiling so much. We've been talking for like two minutes and my face is like already hurting. Um, so my name is Marissa Andrews. Um, my real name is Andrea. Um, my family is Greek American. My parents were born over in Greece. Um, I grew up in Windsor, Ontario, grew and then moved to Michigan when I was like eight years old. Um, I played soccer my entire life. I studied both fine art and design and science in undergrad, and I'm currently in dental school. Um, I started bodybuilding. Honestly, badass. Thanks. Um, I like to say my life is a bunch of little side quests because I always like have so many different versions of myself throughout like time where I was like, at one point I was like strictly an artist going to move to Germany and work on Game of Thrones. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to go to med school. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to be a dentist. And now it's like, okay, I'm a professional bodybuilder. And it's just like so many different little like side quests. The saga continues. Yes. (laughs) Yes. My life is a video game. Um, (laughs) But then I started bodybuilding about... Oh my God, it's coming on three years, three years ago. Um, I know. Insane Um, that it has been that little time and you have had so much success with it. Like, like I love watching your, I just, I've loved (laughs) watching ever since even before we met a few, like a couple of years ago and like, dude, you're awesome. Sorry. Continue. (laughs) No, that's that's cool. Um, (laughs) that, That literally, like, it just feels so long though. Like three years in my head feels like such a long time. Um, Yes. So I did my first show three years ago, um, the Mel Chancy Holiday Classic, and placed absolutely dead last out of 16 <laughs> girls. Your girl got 16th. Um, so I got my ass handed to me. Um, and then from there, I kind of had to stay, take a step back and was like, all right, is this for me? Do I really want to do this? Like, is this bringing me happiness? And it was that realization that this sport is like, you know, that cliche, it's like, it's you versus you. It's like, you really can't blame anybody else. Like, could I have blamed my coach? Yeah. Could I have blamed the judges? Yeah. But like, would those be accurate representations of where I should have placed? No, it was my responsibility. So I had to take a step back and be like, okay, the only thing that like me being on stage is me. It is a result of my hard work. It is the physical manifestation of my dedication, my perseverance, all of those different things. So if I wanted to be defined as something, I need to show up as something and I can't put the blame on anybody else. So four months after I got absolutely demolished at a regional show, I went on to a show here in Michigan, won the overall, and then a couple of weeks later, earned my pro card at Junior USA's with the overall there. Um walked into the Chicago pro and once again, got absolutely dead last at my pro debut, 
got my ass handed to me. Um, my current teammate, Cassandra Gillis, took the whole show. She looked phenomenal. Um, and it was really inspiring to see that dynamic between her and her coach. Um, so I decided to join their team. And then from there, after I got my ass handed to me in Chicago, I the next show I did was St. Louis Pro, where I qualified for the Olympia. Um, so I really, uh, in the you know, this is longer than an elevator spiel, but the whole, like, I feel like (laughs) we got the whole whole theme of my, like, bodybuilding journey, I guess, has been this, like, big failure, and then, yeah, and then just not letting it define who I was, and using it as fuel to push and be better, and know that I had better, so I could have just given up, I could have been like, yeah, this isn't for me. Or I could have taken that step back and be like, okay, what was I doing where I didn't bring my best to the stage? Um, And every single show that I have brought my best to the stage, even if I haven't won, even if I've gotten, you know, a different placing at the Olympia, I didn't win. I got seventh, which is still insane. But like, it was the happiest day of my whole life because I had been perfect on my diet. I had been perfect on my cardio, perfect on my training. And I knew that no matter what I looked, I kept telling people that I could have got dead last and I would have cried just as hard running off stage. I was just so content and proud of who I had become through that journey that the placing didn't really matter. Yeah. That's amazing. amazing. So what did you do? Oh, go ahead. Really, it's just a quick thing before you ask a question. That's just like such a good like piece of advice for literally anyone in bodybuilding is exactly what you said. You know, control all of your variables. No stone, no stones unturned, you know, and that's something that in in my previous prep and that's something that even just in my mindset with everything carrying forward, I've always been like, up to this point, is there anything I could have done better? No, then I'm good. Exactly. Yeah. You leave it all on the table. And if you can, cool. Right. And I think down. the hardest part is being honest with yourself. Yes. Like looking back and be like, did I do everything I could have? And mm-hmm. like people's immediate reaction is to be defensive. And they're like, no, I did. Absolutely. I did. And then you're like, okay, but how many times did you vary off diet? And they're like, well, it was just a couple bites. Okay. So you weren't perfect on your diet right. okay how many times did you miss cardio I did all my cardio well except for a couple days a week you know I didn't do it okay so you weren't yeah. perfect like and it's just that like all that <laughs> yes yeah, so like that like small like idea onto like everything in life did you choose sleeping in instead of waking up to study for your exam did you go to bed early instead of working on the project for work like there was just small small decisions that add up to such a bigger thing that when in the moment you think that they don't mean that much but then once you compound them over how many weeks months years they make a huge difference exactly and having that extreme ownership that's that's a great phrase extreme ownership yeah I'll write that in my notes (laughs) (laughs) take it take it um but no I my question was what did you do between that show that you got 16th at regionals to then come back win an overall four months later like what what changed for you there because were you with the same coach it sounds like you were no so I I wasn't really working with a coach for my first show I kind of was just trying to see what I could do didn't really take it seriously um and then I did hire a coach um between those two shows but mostly what I did was I got pissed off 
And I got pissed off at my mistakes and I got pissed off at my lack of effort. And I had to admit to myself, this is one of my biggest, still to this day, one of my biggest issues is admitting that I want something because it puts me out of position to be vulnerable and lose if I don't get it. So that's why I define every show as a show. And I allow myself to win based on the journey instead of self-sabotaging because I think that the win is the placing. So I decided that I wanted to admit to myself and the people around me that I wanted to do good at bodybuilding. So it wasn't it was like that vulnerability where it's like, okay, I could fail. I really could. I could go out, give it my all and get dead last again. It was a possibility. I'm sure that there's people out there that are perfect on everything and still don't place how they want to place. Um, but it was, it was that like vulnerability. I got pissed off that I allowed myself to be defined as something that I didn't want to be. Um, so the, my coach, really reigned in my diet. I went to Mexico for a month and trained with him in person. Um, now this specific coach, I would not recommend to anybody. I don't think that he was the most knowledgeable, um, but it was really, he was very, very strict. So it taught me a lot of discipline um, and it taught me how a professional athlete in this sports specifically should act. Um, so there was, it was, there was no room for errors with him. So that really taught me that strictness, that discipline. And I think that's something that I've carried with me throughout my whole journey now. I love that. I love that. And I love that it was almost like you had to speak it. Like you had to admit to yourself and then tell others to really push you on that journey. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. So good. So now your sister also competes. Yes. She's actually the reason that I ended up getting on stage. She basically dragged me by the hair to a competition was like, so you're doing this. Um, you have no choice. And she's like, your boyfriend competes. I compete. What are you going to just not compete? And I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to be the odd one out. So like, I'll get on stage. I um, that. I know. She was actually the person who took me to the gym for the first time where I actually, I think there's like a difference between training and working out. And like, she took me to the gym to train for the first time. And um, yeah, so she was there at the first day that I trained. She was there. Um, I lived with her up until my, uh, my national show. I went down to Florida because I wasn't in school yet. So I went down, lived with her in Florida. We prepped together. She was prepping for the Chicago, or not Chicago Pro. What show is it? Pitts, Pittsburgh Pro? Pittsburgh okay. Pro. Something like that. But we had, our schedules were exactly aligned. So I got on the train to go to Junior USA's and she got on the plane to fly to her show. So like it was the perfect amount of time. So we prepped together, went to our shows um, and then she was there at the Olympia backstage on stage. Um, yeah, it was, it's That's been crazy. Awesome. What's it going to like, how awesome is it to compete alongside your sister as a professional athlete? Like that's fucking insane. It is fucking insane. That's a great <laughs> way to summarize it. It's fucking ridiculous. Like, just like, cause you know, you come out alphabetically. So like 
uh, in line like me and her like we're still siblings so like she'll be doing kickbacks and just like lightly kick me and I'm like I'll lightly kick her back and then like <laughs> but at the same time we'll like turn around and like hit the side glue and then like try to out angle each other but like and then like on stage like, before we go on stage like we literally held hands as we were like waiting in line um I think there's a picture of it somewhere. Oh, there's a picture from Chicago or not Chicago, Pittsburgh. Why do I keep doing that? Pittsburgh. Um, the Pittsburgh pro from this last year, we passed each other going on stage. And as she was walking up the stairs and as I was walking down, we just held hands for a second. And then she went and did her routine. Um, I love it. And it was just, it's, I'm, I'm the little sister, you know? So everything I do is like, she is like my second mother. Um, and so having that person like, just imagine having your mom next to you on stage, holding your hand, being like, you got this baby girl. Like, you can do, oh, I'm going to cry. She's it gives like, me, like, chills. So, I have chills right me now. Me too. <laughs> so, at the Olympia, um, something that, you know, is a newer thing this year is that I really, really want to go back to my roots and be really the authentic Marissa. Um, so last year at the Olympia, I had all of this imposter syndrome because I didn't think that I belonged there. I didn't think that I was going to do well. I didn't think that I was going to place. I didn't think I was going to get top 10. Like literally, I thought I was going to get dead last. So I went out and I did my routine and I came off stage and I started having a panic attack. I was in the corner, dry heaving, like hyperventilating, couldn't breathe. And I was shaking. I was so scared. I was like, I messed it all up. I ruined my routine. My physique looks like shit. I was just freaking out and so she like came right off stage right after me because alphabetical and came over and like she grabbed me she's like what's going on and I was like I just don't want last I was sobbing I was like I don't want last I just don't want to fail like I'm going to embarrass myself I can't go back out there I can't go back out there and she literally like grabbed me by the shoulders and she's like listen she goes you might not know who you are but I do so she's like either you're going to get out of this whole stadium you're going to go home and you're not going to be the woman that I know you are or you're going to stand up hold your chin up high and you're going to go out there and show the world just who the fuck Marissa Andrews is who I know her to be so she's literally like grabbed me and was like wipe your tears go put some lip gloss on and be the woman I know you are and like I just such a big sister I would have, I literally would have panicked and ran off stage. Like it was, I know she literally second mother, big sister. Amazing. Like, she, And then she like walked with me upstate, like onto the stairs as we were going for call outs, grabbed my hand was like, go kill him, knock him dead. And like, it was, yeah. So I could not have done anything <laughs> that I did last year at the Olympia without her. Um, Aww. yeah, I couldn't have done anything in this sport. She's like, she has straight up paved the way for everything in my life. Like nobody might bought fit. Nobody in my family bodybuilds. She had the courage to do it first. I followed my parents. My mom is a teacher. My dad is an engineer. She became a doctor. She paved the way. So now I'm in dental school. So with everything that I have done, like I- I'm very, very proud of all the accomplishments. Like I've done them. I've achieved them. It's a lot less scary when you see somebody who's so similar from the same background, same parents, same house, doing it first. So everything that I have done in this life is really like she was the one who paved the way. And I like she just let me follow. And it's the biggest blessing I've ever had. I love that. I love that you guys have that support for each other. And like it's not like a competitiveness or anything. Cause like you guys are literally competing against each other too, but like, it's just uh like, listen, you got my back. I got yours. Like, I yeah. love that. Just like sisterhood and like support. That's amazing. Oh my God. If I go to my text, me and her send each other our opposing videos back and forth and we like tweak each other. Like we just want 
each other to do as, like the best that we can. Like she's like, do you like this one or this one? And we'll go back and critique each other's poses and like, yeah, it's great. I love it. I love that. Yeah, so we're much. both such powerhouses. I love it so much. So now go into you had mentioned really quickly that you want to go back to your roots for yes. this Olympia. So what does that mean? What 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 are you talking about? Okay, well, to play on that pun, I got my roots dyed back brown. So that's what I was thinking. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it was just, um, I don't know. I had this idea in my head that everybody on social media just seems so polished and pristine and filtered and like perfect all the time. And it was fucking exhausting because I'm not perfect. I'm like ADD, crackhead energy. Like I am not, I'm not like a pristine, polished, like my house is not Instagram worthy. I'm not like, I I can't. And I tried and I tried for so long to try to like put up this facade of like, everything's perfect. And I'm just this professional athlete and like, like just trying to be like porcelain. And I was like, I can't, I can't do that. So it was like I think that's what contributed a lot to my imposter syndrome. I remember, oh my, I just remember this. I remember telling my boyfriend Colin that I don't think I have an amazing physique. I think I can trick people into. You're she is. <laughs> that's my bad. My internet disconnected. And I was like, oh, no. You literally, Sarah, you froze with like your jaw dropped, and I was like, "Are you frozen, or are you just very shocked at what I'm saying?" <laughs> um okay what what part was cut I off, you said you think that you you're talking to Colin and saying like oh. I think I can trick people into thinking that like your physique is what it is which you're insane but yes continue <laughs> and like he he was like that's so sad because you can't see how amazing you are and I just I realized in that moment that I was like I keep pretending to put on this facade and become Marissa Andrews like my real name is Andreu but it's like and it was like I had that disconnect where it was like, I felt like such an imposter because I thought I was playing this character. And like, I realized that like people, people, I don't care if people don't like the authentic Marissa. Like, what am I doing this for? Like, I'm not, this is not a career. This is not something that's supposed to be fake. There's too much fakeness in this world. And frankly, I was getting burnt out and exhausted. Um, And if I didn't transition back to just being, me and trying like stop trying so hard then I don't think I would be on stage like I don't think I could have kept this going um so everything I try to do is very transparent like there's still obviously boundaries things that I'm not willing to share with people but that's not um but I I don't let it take away from the authenticity. I still try to show people that I have bad days. Like what I'm doing, I'm in dental school and I'm bodybuilding. It's not fucking easy. Like, and I, and I need to stop. And that's what the thing is. I was like, I need to stop trying to pretend this is easy because I had girls reaching out to me and be like, how are you doing this so effortlessly? Like, how are you doing it? I feel like a failure. And I was like, holy shit. Like I'm making these people feel like a failure because I'm not being real. Like I'm trying to like put on this little like porcelain and pristine act. And like, in reality, I'm like, I cry like every day. Like I started listening to Screamo. So I gotta, I can have like scream alongs on my drive home from school now. <laughs> like, it's just like, the, you know what I mean? Like, it just, it, I realized that not only was it like hurting me and making feel less about like who I was, because I was getting all of this love on Marissa Andrews, not on Marissa Andrio. And like, it just made me like 
stop liking Marissa Andrews so much because everyone was obsessed with Marissa Andrews. And then my social battery kept burning out because I kept having to like play this character. And then it was hurting people too. And it was hurting myself. And I was like, all right, I'm done. Like it, if this is, this is who I am, if you like it, that's cool. If not, I like it. So. Yeah. And I love that. And that's so, it's so true because literally everything that like you are on social media is like, that's you like crackhead marissa running (laughs) through the gym like we love her (laughs) orange cat energy only i swear (laughs) i kept just wanting to be a black cat but no i'm an orange cat i tried i can't do it i love that touch touch on that because after you won your last pro show you got an orange cat right (laughs) yes i named him dallas so i got approved um in line for finals uh, for a little orange cat, his name is, oh, his name was Tibetan, something like that, but I decided to name him Dallas. Um, that was my decision. Like, that was my, like, little gift to myself. As I was walking on stage for finals, I got the email that I had been approved. And I was like, okay, if I win this show, then I'm getting this cat. And I'm naming him Dallas to remember this Texas pro win for, like, forever. So, yeah, he's literally, the crime rate in my house is astronomical. Like, <laughs> he is a menace absolute menace but the cutest little thing little sour patch kid so cute i was watching your stories this morning your check-ins and you're like can you guys like do this another time did you see the audacity they stared right like they literally looked me in the eyes and they're like no and they just went back to fighting and i was like oh gosh just like children i'm like i have no authority here i like to pretend i do but none no, no, that's motherhood. Yeah. And so you've mentioned Colin a couple of times now. Go into uh, professional bodybuilding with a partner and how, and he's, because he's also a pro, and just how that has, how you guys manage a relationship and how that's helped you and just like support system within your relationship. Go into that. That's hard. Um, I'm going to start there because things are amazing now, but they weren't always that easy. Um, so I don't want to do the whole like porcelain thing, but it's it's gotten to the place where I've learned myself so well and he's learned himself so well that we're able to be independent, but together. So that codependence was really broken and we were able to like do what we need to do wake up, do my cardio, come back and then cuddle in bed instead of the needing to stay there and cuddle all morning. Um, But having somebody that understands the life, even though like right now, like he's in a bulk, he's a big ass boy. He is bulking, eating (laughs) massive man, like and trying to get bigger. So like, meanwhile, I'm weighing my asparagus and this boy is like ordering pizzas so he can like try to hit his macros and I'm like this is disrespectful and (laughs) I don't like it but like so it's like if somebody like I have friends and I'm sure we all do in the sport where if I was like oh can I have a piece of that pizza they'd be like oh my god yeah here take it but like he knows my goals and he knows how bad I would feel tomorrow if I cheated on my diet today um and he literally be like absolutely not like do you want to win your show He's like, how bad do you want this pizza? Are you going to get last at Olympia this year? Like, that's something he says to me all the time. I was like, oh my God, I would literally give up anything to have a slice of pizza. He's like, okay, so you'd lose Olympia? And I'd be like, no, not that. And he's like, they don't eat the pizza. Like, what do you what do you expect from me? Like, so um, 
do you have any like specific questions about like prepping with a partner or like so anything like that because I could go on forever <laughs> for me um I have questions like because there's so many of us that have relationships where the partner is not into fitness um so do you have any experience with that in the past I don't know how long you guys have been together how long well I guess we should start there how long have you guys been together almost four years in December okay so yeah um Your whole bodybuilding journey. I was dating yeah I mean I started trying to work out with my ex um but he was not really into fitness and he sucked and he tried so we went to the gym and I've always been strong like that's like my favorite thing about me is that I've always been strong I wanted to do powerlifting before wellness became a category before I got dragged to stage and I was squatting and this boy, not man, this boy came over to my weight rack and started taking the weights off. And I was like, what are you doing? He's like, it's embarrassing that you lift more than your boyfriend. Don't you want a boyfriend that lifts more than you? And my little broken ass in that moment, six years ago, whenever this was, was like, yeah, I do want a boyfriend that lifts more than me. I need to limit myself so that my boyfriend <laughs> can lift more than me. And now it's like, and now it's like, now in hindsight, I'm like, bitch just get a boyfriend that lifts more than you if you want a boyfriend that lifts more than you why would you be like why would you dim your light because yeah. this little insecure boy is over here telling you that he doesn't like that your arms are getting really muscular they're more muscular than his and like you know what I mean like so I've been in that situation um and I'm sure you're not asking about like that level of extreme but like it does it hurts your heart when the person that you love the most is like actively working against something that makes you feel good it makes you feel like you it makes you feel whole so I think the biggest thing that you need to communicate is like it, it may seem superficial to people that aren't in this world like they're just like oh you just want to look good you just want to get lean like no it is about being so strong here and absolutely trying to hit that squat trying to hit that PR and falling on your damn ass but you have to fall on your ass today to hit the squat tomorrow. Like you can't hit a PR without trying it first and failing. No, that's not how it works. You can't just walk into the gym and squat 600 pounds. You're going to work your way up and you're going to fall on your ass and you're going to get back up and you're going to try again next week. And once you learn that perseverance, that discipline that you need to fail in order to succeed, it's not like, oh, you could fail and then succeed. You have to fail. You have to give it everything you have and know you're going to fall on your ass so next week you can do this thing. And it's like, people don't understand that it's not that vanity. It's about that journey and about taking those principles and that perseverance and that bullheadedness and pulling it into everything in your life and becoming a stronger person on the inside. I love that. That is so good. Go off, man. Right? That was so good. <laughs> that was so good. And and just surrounding yourself with the people that see that in you and and lift you up in that way, right? And yes. they, and they're there when you have your failures and they're there to remind you who the fuck you are like Sunny, right? Like mm -hmm. that's, that's awesome. And I, that, that goes into so many of our, me and Becky's conversations of just like, who's in your circle, who's in your support system. Do they truly want the best for you in your lows and your highs? Are they only there in one season? How does all of that look, you know, as a whole, and are they only celebrating your wins? And then 
go on. <laughs> yes. No, I'm just, yes, yes. You're speaking to my soul. Yes. Um, but I mean, that's, I, I love that. And I guess, and speaking from personal experience here, having, you know, a partner in the past who was not into fitness and didn't, they tried, you know, supporting the lifestyle and everything like that in the most capacity that they had a, an understanding of. But I really, truly don't think you know it until you're in it, until you're in the fucking trenches and you see every little bit of it and experience all of it to be able to truly support someone who is also in the same the same boat I agree yeah yeah like I if I talk to people that aren't in bodybuilding like friends and things and I'm like oh my god I'm so hungry like I'm starving I'm in pain they'd be like oh my god I'm so sorry are you okay like they'd be trying to figure out what's wrong Colin my coach everyone's like good yeah. Everyone's like exactly where you should be. Exactly. And I was like, so you know what I mean? It's like that coddling or that, all right. And what? Yeah. Like, you can feel your body look. losing weight now. And, great. That's exactly where you should be. You want to be full? It's embarrassing. Don't be embarrassing. <laughs> yes. No, I love that. And that's, that's so awesome that especially as both of you being in, in the pro level, being able to support each other throughout those seasons where you're literally four or five weeks out and he's in peak off season and it's you don't have to be both in a prep to understand where you're at yeah have you guys ever prepped together uh no we've never prepped together um he is planning on making his pro debut next year so really depending on school it might be our first prep and really like so there's going to be a detroit pro show um buad from hostel subs is he's actually making a detroit pro show and as of right now the only category is men's bodybuilding um but he did make us a promise that if he can get enough sponsors, then he'll bring in wellness and classic physique um, because me and Colin are both from Detroit. So um, if they do offer wellness, I made him a promise that I would be there. Um, and so would Colin. So if that does pan out, then we'll both be competing next year, early next year, like April together. So I we've always been flip-flop. And see yes, we've always been flip-flop though. Like I've always been super, super lean when he's like peak bulk and then when he was going through his pro card I was in my peak bulk and then like as soon as the like it was like the day after he won his card we had one week where we went to Mexico together and then the day I got back I started my Olympia cut so like it's always been like one of us is dying and the other is like fucking shoveling food <laughs> I wonder if that yeah. helps though because sure it's all a learning curve too yeah. yeah yeah I mean you have to learn but then also like He's able to pull you through this prep right now when you're four, what are we, four weeks out right now? Five weeks? Five as of today. Five. Okay. Five weeks out from the Olympia. He's able to pull 30. you through because he has the energy and vice versa. Like you're able to pull him through and I'm just, yeah, I, I feel like it almost is better that way. And I'm excited to hear how prep goes for the both of you, hopefully next April. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very excited. Even if I don't compete at the same time with him, I'm very excited to like be that stage mom for him and like give him back everything that he has. I'm trying to find out. I'm trying to find this text message he sent me. I was, I felt so bad. I felt like I was the worst girlfriend. I, you know how you like 
get to this point in prep and you just kind of like shut off. And it's like, I was sleeping all day and like, wasn't really existing. And I texted him and was like, I'm so sorry. I've been such a bad girlfriend. I feel like I've been MIA. I've been prepping for three years straight. And he literally was like, Marissa, I will be here for the rest of our life. This moment in time is just a blink. Do whatever you need to do. I'm here if you need me. I'm here if you need space, whatever you need. That's what I'm here for. Don't worry. We have a lifetime together. Do what you need to do. Like, that's yeah. like the fucking cutest thing. What you know what I mean? It's fuck? like, he literally is like, do whatever you need to do and I will be here. He's like, do you want me to like talk to you? I'm here. Do you want me to just like pretend that you're not a human for the next 35 days? I'm here. Like, it was just so that's the type oh, of support yeah, it's like yeah. whatever whatever your partner needs it's like matching that energy because everyone's different people like yeah. to like have like that you know there's that uh what is misery loves company people like to be miserable together personally I like to sit in a room and read a book with my cats and do a coloring book like I like to pretend that I'm not an existing like I don't exist for these last five <laughs> weeks so like yeah I don't know I love that. That was just a mini bag. He's so cute. I relate to that so much. I would like, yeah, just don't talk to me. Just pretend I'm not here. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Now, so last week, Marissa, you and I had a quick little conversation and, and even when we trained together a couple of weeks ago, right. You, I want to talk about how you were kind of in your head then completely second guessing yourself, but like you were also in we had this conversation when we were training and you're like, everything is like good right now. And what did your coach say to you? Wait, remind me. What? Like, because you, you were like, he's like, why, you know, we should be, you know, here. Like, how do I get you pissed off essentially? Right. Like, because that's kind of what triggers your, like your strides forward where yes, it's like, I felt, okay, so coming out of Texas, so, okay, going into Texas, I was very, very upset. I had, like, I made myself have, like, a little personal vendetta against the stage, and I had prepped, usually I prep in, like, 16 to 20 weeks. I got on the Tampa stage in six weeks, so I started at 170 pounds, and I was 140, or, sorry, yeah, 140, oh my God, 140 on the Tampa stage. So I dropped 30 pounds in six weeks because I was just that pissed off and driven that everything I did, I lived, breathed bodybuilding. Like I would study, this is like an adjustable desk that Colin got for me. There, I have a treadmill under here and I will walk while I study. I will wake up, pose, abs, like everything I did, I didn't use cream or my coffee. I ate just as much veggies as I needed to. I didn't use any condiments. I only ate like normal, like vitamins, nothing gummy, like everything that like was a small little things that could make you like not lose weight as sufficiently. I did it. Everything was flawless because I was pissed. And I was like, people think I can't do this. People think I'm not gonna be able to compete this year. I'm going to do it. So I had that, like that battle in my head that I was like, I'm going to prove everybody wrong. Like they don't think I can prep in six weeks. They think I'm missing this Olympia. Let's do it. And then I did it and I qualified and then everyone was being really nice to me. And everyone's like, Oh, you're going to do really great at Olympia. You looked really good at Texas. This is the best you've ever looked. And then I was like, okay, but now I'm not fighting against anything. So I just got super complacent and I was like, yeah, it's good. I can do my cardio. I cannot do my cardio. And then, um, 
yeah, my coach has a way to piss me off on all accounts, but I love him to death. He's just like, he literally is like my little brother. He likes to think he's like a dad figure, but he's definitely like a little brother. <laughs> just fucking annoying and always there. Um, But so I like told him, I was like, hey, like, he's like, you're not on track. You're like way behind. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I'm exactly where I was last year for Olympia. And he's like, oh, I didn't know that you uh, wanted to not improve this year. I didn't know you wanted seventh. And I was like, okay. We'll do Noted. Better. <laughs> Noted. So, um, yeah. And then I was getting really like up until Monday, my weight had been stalling. I just was super, I was like in a little bit of a depression hole. I was like very, what was me? I'm tired. I don't want to do this. I have this habit of doing a show, doing incredible. And then the next show I do, I do worse. Like I just, my body doesn't like being lean and I get tired and burnt out. And so I'd come off Texas and I saw that pattern happening again. So I did St. Louis. I got first. And then my emotions, my stress, my fatigue got the best of me. I did Pittsburgh and I got sixth. I did the Olympia and got seventh. And then I did get fifth at the Arnold, but my package wasn't as good. And I saw that pattern reemerging where I had won this battle where I can prep, get to a stage and absolutely kill it. But this new battle, I realized like on Monday, like emerged that I have the stamina to go for a show, but I've never had the stamina to go for two. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so this is this new, new challenge. And I thought that I was like, I was complacent. I was bored. I did it. I can prep. And I was like, but wait, wait, like I've never done two shows and killed two shows in a row. I'm like, this is a new challenge. This is a new battle. And do you want to be known as the girl who just like can win by a fluke and then fades away so I had to once again step back and was like all right who are you are you the girl who plays seventh on a fluke and is going to go to the Olympia get dead last this year was it a mistake all those little voices in my head that were talking to me on stage last year that was like I had these things running through my head where I was like I got called into first call out and I didn't move for like 10 seconds when Sandy called my name because I just I didn't believe that she actually meant to call me I was waiting for her to be like oh, number one, number what like, you know, like the first competitor, but I was number one. And she's like, it was like Marissa. And I was like, oh, yes, yes. Hello. Yes, Marissa. And then like, I was waiting. And then the whole time I was in callouts, my brain was like, don't let them move you out of top 10. You know, they made a mistake. Just pretend, like trick them into thinking you're supposed to be here. I didn't need to trick them. And it was like that little voice that was like, okay, are you going to go back to the Olympia and let those little voices win that you shouldn't be there? You shouldn't have been in the top 10. Are you going to allow yourself to let that mean little voice in your head win or define who you want to be and then become that? It's like that manifesting, like talk about who you want to be and then become that person. So I was stalling at like 148, 149. I woke up 144 this morning, which was my weight that I go into peak week before I drop water. So it was really that it's that mindset mindset it like over everything in this sport like once you believe something with your soul like you you can become that i always say like see like the phrase you have to see it to believe it is the biggest bullshit on this planet like you have to be crazy enough to believe something you've never seen never done never mm-hmm. like experienced witness in your life and then it can become a reality so oh, that's what I happened on monday I got pissed off at myself again and now we're doing much better and like I'm happy when I'm pissed off I like don't want it to be like I'm an angry little elf like I like I love the world but like I'm angry at myself like that little like devil horn voice in my head I'm like 
you bitch, you ugly asshole. You like a guy. <laughs> No, no that's so I relatable. love the transparency. I love the transparency about it too, with just like how, like you are literally kind of your your own self motivator here. With you, it's a self awareness, right? You notice these patterns, and you're like, "All right, gotta break that. All right, gotta break that. How do I get myself out of this?" And like that is your driving factor. It's not outside you know, other people hyping you up or anything like that. If anything, that makes you worse. (laughs) I almost posted an Instagram picture and I was like, can you guys please just stop being nice to me for the next five weeks? Like nobody comment. I will block you if you comment anything nice on these pictures. Only me, only talk shit, only talk shit for five weeks. Then you can tell me you love me. Like, fuck. I'm going to unsend my text to you this morning. I was like, dude, you look amazing for your check-ins. You're like, no. If you could just you look like every shit. morning and be like, you're a fat piece of shit. Like, that would <laughs> I will be not so... do that, but <laughs> fine. I'm going to text myself that then. You <laughs> I thought you were a friend. I thought you were a friend. And you <laughs> it's okay. No, my coach but, does that. <laughs> no, but I like, I like that you're, it, it's, it roots with a self-awareness and you're like, all right, what is the action that I need to do to correct this? Mm-hmm. And taking that extreme ownership of, Here's where I'm at. Here's where I need to be. Now, this is what I'm going to do to get there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's not going to be easy. Like, yeah. that's, oh my God. I fought so many demons in my life, girl. Like, this, like, the idea that I can stay on diet and do some cardio, that shit doesn't scare me. Like, <laughs> the things that I have fought in my mental, in my life, like, doesn't, doesn't phase me. You know what I mean? Like, there's hard things that you have to work through and, like, facing those like being real with yourself like going back to what I said at the very beginning of like my bodybuilding journey being honest you know mm-hmm. like was I doing the cardio yeah but was my soul in it was I driving with every step was I visualizing with every step these last few weeks no was I visualizing every step this week absolutely like yeah and that's what makes it click is that like yeah. intentionality and that's that's awesome um now how long is it until you are done with school uh, two and a half years. Okay. Two and a half years. Yeah. When did you start? How long have you been in school? Um, a year and a half now. Okay. Oh my, yeah, yeah. And your schedule's fucking bonkers. Like we were going, we were going over it before we started recording. She's like, I have to take this sweater off. I'm sweating. Yes. <laughs> um, it is. So, um, at this moment, we have. 35 days, one hour and 36 minutes until I step on the Olympia stage. And that's not Mm -hmm. working days. Um, I have, including today's exam, um, 22 exams, 16 quizzes and three competencies. And I'm sure that's like, what, like 26 working days, something stupid like that. 22 exams, 16 quizzes. Yes. Including on the day of the Olympia, I have a fucking exam. Guys. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. If you're going to tell me that you can't do something, this girl is going to be taking a freaking exam on the day that she is stepping on stage for the Olympia. And I don't last think it's the first time. Yeah, I don't. I was going to say, I don't think that's the first time either. I'm she did it last year and got seven. Like at Arnold. Finals, right? <laughs> at Arnold, I literally drove to registration in my scrubs because I didn't have time to change. And then I had an exam the morning of. And then... Olympia, yup, between prejudging and finals and this year again. But it's great. It's fun. It's so fun. 
the cortisol spike is just really necessary. Yeah. <laughs> you know, cortisol is great for you on show days. So like, it's fine. But still like, don't tell me that you can't do it, but continue. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it's good. It was good. I'm just going to mute myself and scream for a couple seconds. If you don't yeah. mind. Just <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, I'll just continue. So she's actually <laughs> flying out to Texas tonight. Also. Um, she is going to be, well, I guess this is going to be releasing after the fact, but she's going to be doing a posing seminar down there. Um, you yes. just have a very packed schedule. So what do you do to keep track of everything? Like, I'm, how do you stay organized in your brain? I have the most, I, well, I do not stay organized in my brain. I stay organized on paper, <laughs> like everything. I have three different calendars. I have a paper calendar. I have a phone calendar. And then I have a weekly itinerary that I type on a Google doc. Um, like I don't allow myself to think that I'm cocky enough to remember jack shit. Like it is, there is, there is a checklist. I literally have a list to pack for texas today and i'm like there is everything down to socks underwear like my pass or not my passport my id my headphones my headphone chart like everything that i could possibly need is written out every single second every like meal is written out um i always go to bed with my meals for the next day completely packed prepared um don't leave anything up to chance and like everything has like safety nets because like there is just so many moving pieces that um, it's not a matter of fact of getting them done. It's about knowing that I need to get them done. If I've ever not done well on an exam or a quiz, it's because I forgot to write it down and I didn't know I had it. But if I have that plan two, three, four weeks ahead of time, like I have my Olympia itinerary down to the minute, including meals, including check-ins, like dinner reservations, where I'm training, what I'm training, where like everything is like to the minute. And I do not let myself go off schedule. Like I have gotten very, very good at saying no to things because I need to with everything that I'm trying to do. Um, and it breaks my heart sometimes. Like I would love to go like grab a coffee or grab a drink with a friend, but like I need to be doing this at this time. And like, I, if I want to compete with the girls who do this for a living like this is there's these girls on the olympia stage that i'm competing against this is what they do this is their life and i'm like i'm trying to do it as a hobby and compete against the girls that are living breathing bodybuilding and it's like if i want to do that i have to say no to things um but i've gotten very very good at being like every no is because i have a deeper yes and every no to a drink today is a yes to being better in this area. Every no to going out and party is a yes to getting my sleep in. Mm -hmm. um, somebody told me the other day that setting boundaries or like allowing yourself to like disrespect your boundaries is stealing happiness from tomorrow because it's like eat, cheating on your diet is like you're taking that like happiness from tomorrow because you know if you ate perfectly on your diet you're gonna wake up leaner look in the mirror and be like god i'm a fucking badass i am literally god's gift to this earth no one can tell me shit and it's like but if you had that piece of cake it's a little bit of happiness now and a lot of sadness tomorrow if i went out for that drink now i'd be happy right now devastated tomorrow so it's stealing happiness from the next day instead of giving yourself happiness for the next day by preparing your food going to bed early doing what you need to do Love that so much. I love that mindset. And that's, I think that's so key for people to like consider. And I see Becky writing it down right now. 
I'm making notes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's it's just a, it's such a good thing. It's like that delayed gratification, right? How how mentally tough are you to say no in the now for knowing that it's gonna pay off in the future in some way? Because it will, it always will. Um, just like that, you know, that like you said, that compounding effect of these little, these little disciplines that add up into so much more if you just fucking wait it out. Yeah. Absolutely. So now you had just said, I just wrote it down because it's so good. Every no is because of a deeper yes. What what is the future? Like where are you going in the future? <laughs> My brain is not working with this question. But like so that deeper yes, like you have a deeper yes. What is what my deeper is- yes? Yeah. Thank you. Um, I think so my deeper yes is it's kind of cheesy. And I listened to a podcast that made fun of people who answer like this, but it's very much it's <laughs> peace. Right, right? Fuck them. Um, it was it's very much peace and happiness and kind of that idea where I can just be alone in a room with my thoughts and think for like two, three hours, not saying a word and be okay. And like, I know that that sounds very dramatic, but when you have anxiety and depression, sometimes you can think yourself into a spiral. And I really just want to be able to get to a place where I am like loving yourself is very extreme. People say, oh, you need to love yourself, love yourself. But if you go from a place of absolutely despising yourself, you're not going to jump straight to love. You can tolerate yourself. You can enjoy your company. And that's all I'm really looking for is that place where I can just be alone for a long time and just think, I'm good. I'm happy. I'm content here. I'm not jumping off the walls, like twerking on the walls, like spinning on stools. Like sometimes I am, and that's great. But there's days where I can just be and lay, like yesterday, laid in bed cuddled my cat and studied all day and I was just content and that's what I'm striving for is that just happiness and that peace in my own brain and in my life well not in life because being an adult there's never fucking peace but in my brain we're gonna (laughs) I'm not gonna be unrealistic like being an adult is constantly putting out fires but I want peace inside and if you have peace inside you are going to experience more peace on the outside too when those fires are coming up because you're not going to spiral yep yeah it directly translates for sure I've noticed that too because the small things like spilling milk won't set you off the edge you know what I mean right and you're and I love that you're learning all of these like you're young like you're so (laughs) 27 exactly exactly everyone in my everyone in my dental school is like 21 22 I'm literally the old lady it's absurd That's crazy. But you're you're learning anyway. these lessons at at literally such a young age. And that's only gonna propel you forward in such a positive way to be able to manage all of that in not only bodybuilding, but every other life aspect too. You know, Becky and I talk all the time about how these these traits and things that we learn from bodybuilding are so applicable in so many different areas of life. And I, like, I truly don't think that people outside of bodybuilding can get to those steps. Maybe there are, right. There's different ways um, that you can experience discipline and regimentedness, but is it as extreme as bodybuilding? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, But I just, I think it's like the most 
like extreme possible way. Yeah. It's like the most extreme possible way that you can learn all of this and then apply it in so many different areas. Yeah. I mean, you're fighting against everything that your body tells you it shouldn't be doing like things that have been ingrained in you since like you were the tiniest little one cell organism and then like evolved into a a human being you know what I mean like they're like you should eat and like literally didn't have a brain but it went around encompassing other little one cell organisms like (laughs) that was like before brains we were doing that and now we're like you should eat nah I'm not gonna do that like you know what it's like the fundamentals of everything that a living creature should do. We're like, I'm not going to do it, but it's like 24 seven. You know what I mean? It is that all encompassing constant. It's not like you show up, check out, go home. It's literally everything. Everything matters. Every stick of gum I chew, every sugar-free coffee I make, every minute of sleep, everything, everything matters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So really fascinating. We have to wrap up because you have an exam. Um, yes, a periodontic does, exam. <laughs> what does the future hold for you? Where where are you going after Olympia? Or we're just uh, in bodybuilding artist life. Oh, uh, I'm focusing. I'm focusing on Olympia at right now. And the honest answer to that is that I spent so long in my life creating one year goals, two year goals, five year goals, ten year goals. But if you would have asked me five years ago where I would be right now. I would not have told you dental school and I would have not have told you bodybuilding. I would have been like, absolutely not. Don't want to be a dentist. Don't want to be a bodybuilder. That sounds like, I used to be the girl that made fun of people who go to the gym because I was like, why would you want to go and like work out when you could just eat a pizza? Like that was like a legitimate story I made, like a post I made on Facebook. Why would you go to the gym when you can stay home and eat a pizza five years ago? So in five years from now, I have no idea. Like I like short term, after Olympia, we're going to see how I place, see what feedback I get. But this semester, honest to God, is the hardest one, or this year, second year is the hardest year of all dental school. So I know for a fact that I'm going to want to take a little step back. Um, but we'll see how, you know, if the Detroit Pro Show, if Arnold works out, we'll see how those things go. But really, I'm my sights are just set on olympia at this point like i said 35 days one hour and 25 minutes now so we'll figure we figure out things as they come if i take a step in a positive direction then in a year i'll be 365 steps closer to happiness than i was today oh yeah love it oh yeah that's amazing Um, well, I wanted to just say thank you so much for taking the time to come on. I really appreciate it. I adore you. I love your drive and you're just with everything. Let's train again soon. But, um, where can we find you, YouTube, Instagram, all of that? Um, so my Instagram is Marissa mini beast. Um, I do have a YouTube, but she's a little baby YouTube. Uh, I think it's the same. It's just Marissa mini beast, but Instagram is my main platform, but mostly you can find me on the Olympia stage in 35 days, (laughs) one hour and 24 minutes. (laughs) And yeah, I love it. Do you want to, do you have anything else? Me? Yeah. You or Becky? Oh, you. no, just thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, I'm really excited uh, to get a chance to do a podcast with someone I consider such a close friend because this is always so much fun. Um, 
And I just thank you so much for having me, you guys. Of course. No, thank, thank you, you so much. Me. And um, I, I mean, I can't wait to just hear feedback once this one releases. And Becky, do you have anything else? No, just thank you for coming on. I I know you know Sarah, but like I just loved getting to know you and kind of getting a peek into how you think. And I definitely am stealing a whole bunch of things from you. So yeah, good. All right. I'm about to go do something that's a lot less fun than this. So I'm about yeah, to go at- kill your exam, uh, <laughs> safe travels, and we'll connect soon. Thank you again so much. And uh, we will catch you guys next week on the next episode. Bye guys.